just want to. Okay, okay. No cracking. No popping yet. Keep that little handheld uh, handy right there because I may, I may need to grab it real quick like before the night's over. All right. Well, I got a few announcements here before we get into the Word, but if you will, you can go ahead and get your Bible and start. You can look for your page and listen at the same time, okay? Okay. Joe, you can't do that, huh? Okay. Well, just take your pick, one or the other. But we're going to Luke. Luke chapter 23 is where we'll be tonight. Luke chapter 23. Do we have any, any of our widows here tonight that are part of our widows program? Or, uh, do we have any of, any of y'all here? Uh, okay. Miss Liz wants to meet with y'all tonight right after the service, right over here in this corner. Is that correct? Okay. Right over here in this corner, uh, Miss Liz would like to meet with the widows. So uh, y'all remember that now and uh, as soon as we're through. And also just a reminder of the upcoming marriage conference, uh, September the 19th and the 20th, I, I think it'll just be a, a wonderful time for couples, and uh, also, I, if nothing goes wrong, I think Marshall, we got Marshall Collins was lined up to be here to sing and lead and praise and worship, and uh, so that's always a very good, a good time, so just uh, keep that in mind coming up September the 19th and 20th, also our Bethlehem Live, which is countywide. We can actually work there and, and, and work in a booth. I noticed we've got several signed up, but if you want to be a part of that, please get your, get your name on, on the list. Then our men's prayer group Sunday will not be meeting because we have our men's breakfast here Sunday morning, and I will throw that out. And that just be a, Men, be here. Let's just be here and enjoy it. And then we come over here and begin our worship service. I'm going to get you guys up with me, and we're going to, we're going to lead congregation into singing Sunday for a little bit. And so y'all just keep that in mind and just come right on and get right up here with me and, and sing Sunday. This is for our, our men, so just, uh, just remember that. We'll also have our visitation kickoff. We'll be, be beginning Tuesday, September the 9th at 6.30 p.m. here at the church. we got our Buddy Breaks in the Fall Festival. Buddy Breaks will pick back up this month. And Fall Festival, uh, October the 18th, and just sign up for that for help and details and all that kind of stuff. So just keep it in mind. And also our uh, our care center for clothes. Oh, how are we doing with clothes down there at the care center, by the way? We can still need clothes, amen? Men and children, for sure. Children? Okay, children, for sure. All righty, very good. All right, Joe, you can quit listening now and try to find your Luke. Let's stand, if you will, in honor of reading God's Word. Luke 23, I'm going to begin at, at, at verse 32. Verse 32. <clears throat> it says, And there, was, there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. This is Jesus being led up to Calvary's hill. It says, And when they were, called, when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he be the Christ." 
the chosen of God. Wow. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And the superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. I will make mention there that if you were here Sunday, you heard me say that they put over it, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. That's in the Gospel of John, the way it, where, where it reads there. Oh, please quit popping. There's, a, there's something wrong. And one of the malefactors which were hanged, it railed on him saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. I look to you right now. I just pray that you will just fill me with your spirit, God, and just lead and guide what's said here tonight. My aim is to, to lift your name up, to brag on you, to glorify you. Lord, that our hearts would be touched and stirred about the goodness of Jesus Christ. Father, we can leave this place knowing that we've been in the presence of the living God just to glorify his name. So, Father, we give you this time. Bless your people. And we ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. as tight as it can get. All that money? Mm-mm. Yes, in there running around trying to look for some. <laughs> making all that noise. <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Um, well, it, it's a little different. When you hold it, when you're holding this, you got to get used to keeping it where it needs to be. So, anyhow, what I want to do tonight, I'm going to go back and look through this, and uh, actually, I'll be working with verses 39 through 43 is what I'll be looking looking at mostly, and uh, and just uh, I, I heard something the other day, I, I think somewhere, and it made reference to the three on the, on the hill on Calvary. It said uh, there was a savior and a thief and a beggar. I said, wow, how about that? And that's, that's absolutely right. And that's what I want to look at tonight. That's what I want to look at. So let's start out. We'll look at the uh, the very first thing, is the savior. We're looking at three. three. You notice there, there was, Jesus was placed there and uh, there were one on each side, said a, a malefactor, I think's how you pronounce that. But anyway, they were thieves. They, they had been 
arrested, accused, they had found guilty, that sort of thing, and they were being crucified at the same time that that Jesus happened to be crucified, and they were there. So the first thing I want to look at is, without a doubt, uh, folks, uh, there was a Savior on that hill. Can I hear you? There was a Savior on that hill. And uh, the only Savior that there is. And a lot of times whenever I say, you know, I usually, actually I use the word, I, I put a, a, a Savior, a thief, and a beggar. And I went back and I changed that. Because uh, I don't really like to say a Savior. Because that, that makes you think that there is, there's more than one. He's just one. No, he's the Savior. There's only one Savior. It's him, the Savior. And so as I look at this, and, and, and one of the things that, that if we read through this that jumps out at me as far as saying that this is the Savior was this, right, this little uh, part right in um, verse 41. Look at verse 41. This is uh, one, of, one of the guys talking. And he said, uh, you know, that we, we indeed justly, we get, we, we get our due reward for what we've done. But he said, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And as I looked at that, and I thought about, they say, he, he, this guy's saying, Jesus ain't done nothing wrong. Amen? Yeah, how many of y'all agree with the fact that Jesus ain't done nothing wrong? As a matter of fact, Jesus has never sinned. Jesus is sinless. And, in, and I believe that's what, that's what is being alluded to here when this man says, is that this man doesn't belong here. This man does not deserve the cross. This man is not dying for his sins. This man's doing something else. This man is the Savior, and he's come for the sins of other people. And this guy see that. And so I just put down, he's done nothing amiss. And this speaks that Jesus was sinless. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For, G, for, for God hath made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might be the righteousness of God. Amen? Because he... he he was, he was sinless, but he, he made him sin for us, the one who knew no sin. And so I, got, so I wrote this down, and, and just think about this just for a minute. Only, only a sinless Savior can save us from our sinful condition. That's it. I mean, it, it, he's the only way. I mean, it has to be someone that's sinless. If he was sinless, he, he, he's, he's dying for his own sin. I need somebody to, that's sinless to die for our sin. And that's what this Savior was doing. And in, in his way, this man was seeing that. That this Jesus hanging here is something special. Amen? Is Jesus something special? Right? Yes, he is. As a matter of fact, even... He, said, he, mentions, uh, he even mentions the word here where he says, Dost thou not fear God? I mean, he had to ask him, do you? How many of you understand that Jesus was sinless because he was God? 
Jesus was sinless because he was God. If he wasn't God, there's no, there's no one else that's, that's, that's sinless. See, God's holy. That's without sin. Never has been. There's no sin there. And the, the old song we used to sing around here, sin can never enter there. He's holy. He's sinless. And so Jesus, therefore, is God. And, you, and he has to be recognized and as God. And as C.S. Lewis said, he doesn't even give the option to say that he's a good man. Because he ain't a good man. Because a good man, is he's God is what he is. Because if he's not God, then he's not a good man because he lied. And he's a liar. He's either a liar or he's a lunatic or he's Lord. Amen? There's, 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 no, there's no give there. He doesn't give you, he doesn't give you the option to say, yeah, well, I, yeah, but I, I believe he was really a good man. He was a good man. He was a good prophet. He did a lot of good stuff. And they, no, no, he doesn't give you that option. Either he, either he's one of them three. And he is God. And that's, that's the separate, that's the separator right there. So you have a lot of folks that want to say, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus, and I believe he was a good man, and they'll try to make him part of whatever they're doing. That don't work at all. He's everything. He's God. And he has to be seen that way. And he's a Savior, and he's sinless because he is God. And, I, and, I, and, and you know what proves it? Death couldn't hold him. Death couldn't hold him. He's God. He's sinless. Death couldn't hold him. Sin is the problem with death. And he didn't have any sin, and he beat death. But praise God, he beat it for me. And he beat it for one of these guys right here with him. Amen. So the Savior was there, and he was the Savior. Not e hey, listen, not everybody knew that. Not everybody recognized that. Still the problem today, amen? Jesus, people... He's just—he's not liked, or he's—he's he's not believed. He's not whatever. There's, there, there's the only thing you can do with him is you got to believe him and receive him or reject him. Just that—just that simple. And look, and what I want—the next thing I want to look at when we're looking at this this man as the, the savior that's on that on that hill—is the importance. Now listen, the importance of personally believing Jesus is who he said he is. Do you believe that? There were folks here that didn't. Look at verse 35. Verse 35. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also when they, with, with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be the Christ, the chosen of God, if he is. You know what, do, you know what, do you know what it means whenever you say, if he is? That means you don't believe he is. That's what, you don't believe he is. But if, if he is. Let's see. Do you know they're held responsible for their own their own decision, their own choice? Did you know Eddie Griffiths is too? And you are too? Personally, you'll make the choice of whether you believe he is who he said he was. Or, you know, you're still hanging around with that if, if stuff. Not only that, then it says in verse 37, the Roman the soldiers there mocked him and say, If thou if thou be the king of the Jews, save yourself. They showed where they stood. They made their choice. If you be the king of the Jews, save yourself. Not only that, one of, the, one of these guys hanging beside him there in verse 39 said, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. See a lot of if there. 
I hope you're not here wondering if he is the Savior. I hope you know him personally. Are y'all with me on that? I don't want you if if he is or thinking, well, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is true or not. Well, all I can tell you is get it right. Deal with it for your own self, where you nail that down, where you know that this Jesus is God in the flesh, sinless, and paid your sin debt, and he is the only Savior there ever could be or ever will be. And it's all about him. That's the reason you can get up, we can get up and brag and shout and praise God and all because it's about him. It ain't about me. It's not about me. It's all about him. And that is so important. Matthew 16, 15. Jesus, uh, his disciples, he asked them, says, well, you know, who, whose people say that I am? And they, they told him, well, some of them say this, that, and the other different things. People, they, they wonder about you, who you are. But you know what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 15? He said unto them, but whom do you say I am? Kathy, who do you, Kathy, who do you say he is? He's Jesus. He's the Son of God. Amen? Miss Ethel, who, who, who do you say he is? It's important who you, who do you say he is? Well, I, I think he's a good man. Well, I, I, the, the jury's still out on it. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know. I hope that it's not where you are. But let me tell you, folks. There's a multitude of people that are, are there and those that have just flat refused him. And not only that, when we're looking at the Savior, he's there, he's God, he's sinless, and you've got to make a choice. You know, when you, when you meet Jesus, after you meet that, you, you have to decide. <laughs> you have to decide. You make a choice. You do make a choice. You may not choose him, but you make a choice not to. So when you meet him, you have to do something with him. And there's no getting around that. And my suggestion is uh, you do what uh, one of these guys did, and, and you, you call on his name. You just call out to him. Romans ten thirteen says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, with the... If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Jesus knew the heart of one of these men. Amen. So we have the Savior. Next thing I want to look at as we move here is, is the thief. There is a Savior. We've, we've always said, well, there's, you know, there's two thieves. Well, yeah, but there's all this. He can he can be labeled something else too. But this this one I want to look at is the thief. And so let's just look at 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 a thief and and kind of from that angle. And I said a thief, a thief's focus really is himself. I mean, he's stealing something because he's wanting something for whatever reason. He's, you know, it's it's a selfish type of thing. And then whenever this uh, this this guy said right here, if thou be the Christ, this is this is all this is the only words that he said. This if if thou be the Christ, save thyself and uh, and us. Okay, and us. Get us down from here. And see, there's there's a, there's a self thing there that he 
This guy is focused on him and who he is and where he's at and trying to figure out how to get himself down off of that cross if there's, any, if, if there's anything to this stuff <coughs> about Jesus. He says, if you be the Christ, save yourself and us too. So I just put down, the, you know, a thief's focus is itself. But I just wrote this down because from where this guy was, listen, self, self, will blind us to that which is most precious around us. Self will blind us to that which is most precious around us. Well, could there have ever been any more precious thing close to this man? And he didn't see it. Self. Self. But also, if we look at, now think about this here, this, this, it's pretty good. A thief, what he's doing, a thief tries to take what doesn't belong to him. Is that right? A thief tries to take what does not belong to him. To him, that's not his. Now then, think about this. Think about this. <clears throat> John, uh, John, the Gospel of John, ten one. Now, now stay with me and just listen through. John ten one says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief." And a robber. Now what what is that? In order to in order to be a a, a part of the, the, the fold, the the sheep fold, one of God's sheep, he said, You've got to come in by the door. There's a good, good old bluegrass song. You, you know, you, it's so high you can't get over it, so low you can't get under it, and so wide you can't get around it. You gotta come in through the door. And then you know what Jesus said? I'm the door. I'm the door. So what does that say? What is that saying? What this man, now listen to me. This man is looking for salvation. Do you think? What did he say? Get yourself and save, save yourself and who? Us! You can go around and say, how many people would love to go and spend eternity in hell? There ain't nobody going to want to do that. Anyway, they ain't volunteer for that. They don't want, they want, they want to miss that. You know, and, and so you may say, well, they, you know, they're, they're wanting to be saved. They want to miss that. They want, they, they want to be saved from that. But how many people are trying to be saved from that? By trying to do a few good things. That, you know, I, I, how, many, how many times you ever, have you ever heard anybody say, I'm, I'm going to straighten my life up. I'm going to straighten up. Well, I, you know, that sort of thing. Well, praise God, just straighten your life up. But if you don't go to Jesus and you don't find him and you don't see him for who he is and ask him, to the only one who can save you from your sins will just more power to you, but I'm going to pray for you because you're going to miss it.
You know why? Because you're trying to save yourself. And now what did I just say? What does the thief do? He takes something that doesn't belong to him. And listen to me closely. Salvation don't belong to you. It belongs to God. I never heard it just like that. The, the psalmist said in Psalm 3.8, salvation belongs to the Lord. So if you're trying to save yourself, you are a thief. Because you're trying to take what belongs to God himself. That's the reason it's a slap in the face. To not realize that your salvation is based on a man named Jesus. Salvation was hanging on that cross. Salvation wasn't what, what you did. Your salvation was placing your faith and trust in that man. What could, the, what could, that, uh, what could that other thief do? To straighten out his life. He's going to straighten it up. All he could do was fall on the Lord. I thought about that, man. And in Jonah, even in Jonah 2 9, it says, Salvation is of the Lord. Remember that. That, that wouldn't be, I mean, that's real simple and easy little verse. I mean, just remember that part of that verse. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation, hey, salvation belongs to him. That, that's something that, that is his. And praise God, he's given it to us through Jesus. God himself has brought salvation for a sorry, no good sinner like me who still struggles this very day with his own sinful self. But I am saved. By the blood of Jesus. The one and only Savior. Amen. So good. So, so good. Even in Acts 4, 12, it says, and we read this the other day, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Peter knew that. Peter knew that. And it's really he was wanting them to know it. Don't trust in your works and what you do. Hey, folks, you're looking at a man that is 100% a believer in living a holy life. Holiness. You know, we have a, we have a congregation that's known as the holiness-type people because they, they're big on living a holy life, and I am too. But not so I can make it to heaven, but so I can honor the man that opened the door for me to get there. Amen. And so I, you live the life, you live it for him and in honor of him and the holiness as best we can through his power for his name's sake, for his name's sake. Wow. It's, I mean, that's, to me, that's, it's just, and I, so I, and I, I mean, it just, it just jumped out at me about this thief thing, you know, that you're taking what doesn't belong to you. Salvation belongs to the Lord. This man was trying to figure out a way to get off that cross by himself. You can't get out of your sin debt by yourself. You better go to Jesus. And so, I put, so I, before I leave that, though, I, will, I, won't, I just want to read that. I said, while trying to save himself, 
And that's what he was focused on. While trying to save himself, he neglected the only hope for salvation that was right there beside him. In Hebrews 2, 3, I believe it is, says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord? In other words, this salvation, we first, we, we, the first time we started really hearing about this salvation was when the Lord himself began to tell us about it. And then, and then was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. That's where it began. It began with Jesus, this salvation that belongs to God. Salvation belongs to God. It's through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. It's his. Shame on us if we try to take what doesn't belong to us and belongs to him. All we can do is set up and just stand up, stand up and praise his holy name that he has brought salvation through Jesus Christ and I have received it. And then God just, that's, that's his honor. And I don't, I don't, want to roll, I don't want to roll into heaven and start telling people what a fight I put up to get there. But if I hadn't have fought like a cat and dog, I, I'd have never made it. I had to really know you get there and you said, I'm here by the goodness of that man right up there on that throne, the precious Lamb of God, who deserves all the power and honor and glory to be bestowed upon him. It's him, not me. And that gives me Great comfort, because I know me. I know me. Right. There was a Savior on the hill. There was a thief on the hill. But there was a beggar on the hill. And I believe this beggar, I believe that he re- he recognized Jesus as God. I'll just read this to you quickly here, because where he, where he said, verse 40, he answered the other guy whenever the other guy was reviling Christ. He says, does not thou fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? I believe, I don't, I don't know, just as I read that, I'm, I'm thinking that this, this man has, has begun to see who Jesus is on the cross. He's beginning to recognize, and I believe that the Lord's beginning to open his eyes to where he sees this is God. This is God here. And, you know, man, what can I do? What can I do? But he also, here's something else. Whenever he said, and I, and I alluded to this back up when we were talking about the Savior, but this man hath done nothing. In other words, well, the first part of that says, and we indeed justly. We're good. He hasn't done anything, but we have. We have. And, and, we, and we receive the due reward of our deeds. In other words, this man realized that he was a sinner. And that Jesus wasn't. Okay? He realized he was a sinner and that Jesus wasn't. Those two things are really important. For the person that doesn't realize that they're a sinner, there's nothing for them to to have to worry about or be saved from. You've got to get to the place where you realize, I am a sinner separated from God. Yes, I am. I know. And that's where we we pray, folks, that that God will open up blinded eyes. Do you know there's people that are blinded? There's people that we have prayed for hard for years whose eyes have not been opened. To pray that God would open their eyes to see the fact that, that, yes, you are a sinner. You're not a good, you're not good enough. 
You may take care of your family. You may provide. You may be a hard worker. You may stay at home. You ain't never run around. You just ain't. You just just a all around good fellow. Yes, but that's not. That's got nothing to do with. It. Oh, how they need to, to see that they're a sinner, and that Jesus isn't. And just praise God for for that. So I call him. A beggar. And when you, thought, when you think about a beggar, and I go to the scriptures and look, we'll see one of the places. I don't think I have a scripture for that, but uh, y'all remember there was a, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus. And when he, Jesus came by, he went to cry, calling out and crying out to, to Jesus. To save me, thou son of David. See, Jesus touched him. And that blind beggar was no longer blind. Amen? I believe this man right here, just as blind as Barnabas when he went up that hill, toting that cross. But I believe that somewhere up there, I mean, yeah, somewhere up on that hill, Jesus opened some blinded eyes and he saw Jesus like he didn't had never seen him before to know who he was. Not only that, there's another blind, uh, a beggar in Acts we saw the other day, a lame man sitting at the temple and Peter and John came through just reached down and said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise and walk. You know, silver and gold, we don't have it, but what we have, we'll give to you. And the lame man leaped up, jumped up. See, folks, that lame man, that lame man recognized that he could not take care of himself. Did you know it said that they carried him and put him there? Somebody had to carry him there to beg on. He was a beggar and asked for money. See, he couldn't do it. Your sin condition, you can do nothing about. We can do nothing about that. Only Jesus can. We're lame. We're broken. All the way back to the fall, we're broken. And Je but Jesus is the one that can mend that brokenness, that lame person that we are as a, a sinner separated from God, and you can't do anything about it. And you're a beggar, a, a beggar, and you're just you're asking alms. Wow. Praise God the day that Jesus came by and touched and took care of that problem that we could not take care of ourselves. But here's the next thing. Now look at this. A beggar... A beggar realizes that he's poor. A beggar realizes that he's destitute. He wouldn't be out there begging for something, whatever. He's not a thief. He's not out there stealing, but he's out there begging. Matthew 6, 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, 
for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those that are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are beggarly in spirit. Blessed are those who are destitute in spirit. As he's preaching that, what Jesus is saying is blessed is that person who comes to realize that spiritually they are bankrupt. That they are a beggar. And that beggar, the only place you can go is to Jesus. To beg for that forgiveness that comes through the shed blood that Jesus shed for us. Blessed are the poor spirit that realizes that I'm a sinner, realizes that I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't stand a prayer. And he says, theirs is the kingdom of God. I think it very interesting whenever I tag this here to this man that he was a beggar, that he began, and he began, he said unto Jesus, Lord, after he had said all these things about him, that he said, you know, I, I realize that, that I'm a sinner, but I realize this man's not. And he calls him Lord. He says, Lord, remember me when you come into thy, what? Blessed are the poor. For theirs is the kingdom of God. And then Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Wow. There was a wonderful Savior on that hill, amen? The only Savior that could ever be was right there. There was also a thief on that hill that felt like he could finagle his way around and save himself. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Tondi, you can come up. Salvation belongs to the Lord. But for those that are beggarly, that realize that, thank God, thank God that I realized my beggar ways, my destitute ways, that I could come to Jesus and cry out to Him just as this man did. And did you notice how long did it take? Did the man have to prove himself that he'd be able to live it? Didn't have time, did he? With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. God knew his heart. He knew the heart of that man. Now folks, I want to think about Look at all the people that was around there. Looking at the same person, seeing the same stuff, making their own decisions about who this man was. One man saw it. I think it was the grace of Almighty God that opened the blinded eyes to let a blind beggar see Jesus. And to realize his sinful, beggarly condition and say, Lord, remember me when you come into thy kingdom. And he immediately, immediately says, today you will be with me in paradise. Wow. What a Savior. Lord, he's precious, isn't he? 
something so precious that a thief let his own selfishness be blinded to it to not see what was precious around him Lord you are more precious than silver amen Mm. you're more costly than gold more beautiful than diamonds nothing I desire compares to you let's stand tonight I know tonight there could be someone here that doesn't know the Lord my prayer is that your heart be touched to see you you just you throw yourself on the mercy of God on the goodness of Jesus Christ he's the savior salvation belongs to him just come to him in simple childlike faith I think about Janie's mom Miss Henrietta simple childlike faith that's what she had it sustained her for 95 years and blessed her at the end tremendously that Matt, that savior that was on that hill amen the altar's open Tana <clears throat> Just and Lord, let it bless your heart. Let that bless your heart. How precious He is. My salvation is Jesus Christ. Mm. Money can't buy it. Money can't buy it. What a beautiful sight. The sight of a Savior. Giving His life. For me. Mm. Sing to it one more time. Let it bless your heart. Oh, he's precious. Yes, you are, Lord. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly. Nothing I desire compares with you. Y'all agree with that tonight? Nothing compares to him giving praise. Amen, amen. Wow. A savior, a thief, and a beggar. I thank God I was that beggar. And that savior saved me. Amen.